Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home for your next Disney or Universal vacation, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. The is also being brought to you by American Tourist Travel. Let us book your next Disney vacation, Universal vacation, or any other vacation you can dream of at AmericanTouristTravel.com. The is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for Disney World, Universal Studios, or anywhere else in the Central Florida area, contact Scooter Vacations at ScooterVacations.com. And our last sponsor is David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to stay at the Boardwalk, the Yacht and Beach Club, the Wilderness Lodge, the Animal Kingdom, Old Key West, Saratoga, you know them all, guys. Contact David's Vacation Club Rentals at DVCRentals.com. And now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Dan. Hey, Dan, pull up a stool. Hey, Doug, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing a lot better than Skype is tonight. We're, <laughs> we're also joined by John Peters. How you doing, Johnny? Good. What's happening, guys? Uh, not much. I feel like we're having deja vus over and over again. <laughs> and we're also welcome... But we're having Bob Sycon on again. He's at Coronado Springs in the convention center to talk food and wine. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great, except for all the noise. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't hear it that bad. I think you hear it more than we do. Well, that's probably for sure since I'm here live and in person. Yes. But you, but you know what, Bob? At the end of the day, you're in Disney World and we're not, so you win. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if it's a competition. And honestly, I'd rather have you guys down here with me so I didn't have to eat all this stuff by myself. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at all the food he's tweeting out. He's texting me today. Again, this is Bob Sykum from It's All in WDW. He does all the food and wine posts for us, which he does a wonderful job. And I'm up, I'm framing out a garage today. I'm up on the roof putting sheathing on. And all of a sudden, I'm being told that the scallops are great and the filet mignon from Canada is awesome. And, well, I, and I, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I want to get on the plane now, and I don't like to fly. I, I don't know that I said that it was awesome. You said you were wrong, which me and Dennis said it was awesome. So it's awesome. <laughs> I don't even say I don't even know if I said I was wrong, to be honest. <laughs> no, you said Canada put their best foot forward this year. Yeah, they did really bring it. I uh, had the uh, La Cellier filet, and as you guys know, I was uh, um, not expecting the best. And you know, John, you and I talked about it when I was on the uh, pre-festival show. Um, you know, it's it probably. When you get down here early next week, it's going to be, I'd love to hear what you have to say, but at the uh, end of the day, um, I, I felt like it was a, uh, uh, a good uh, performance by Canada. The, uh, the filet wasn't overdone. It wasn't medium rare, but it wasn't overdone, and, uh, and, and it tasted great. I do think that it's still a smaller size portion, so maybe you can check me on that early next week, but... But, uh, you know, in comparison to the pessimism I had going into the festival, they did do a much better job. How would you say it is cooked? Would you say it's medium or medium well at least? I'd say medium well to well. Okay. See, I'm a well kind of guy, so it's right on point for me. See, and part of the part of the problem is is that they, you know, they do have, and I mentioned this in, in one of my posts on allinwdw.com, that, that they've got so many of 
pieces of beef cooking at any one given time is just you know very difficult for them I'm sure to try to control the temperature even if somebody were to ask and I didn't so I just wanted to have the dish as it was being provided and uh, like I said it was uh, it was quite good have, have you ever tried to actually ask I don't even know how, how much of a pain in the butt it would be for them to, to grab you one from the side of the grill maybe instead of the middle of the grill and maybe it would be a little less done you know what I mean so. I, I suggested that in the post that I wrote pre-festival um, earlier this week I think and I think it is something that somebody should try to do maybe you can do that next week I, generally what I what I like to do is just however it's offered that's how I'll, okay. I'll uh, rate it as far as performance is concerned but I, I would have to think that if you ask for one that's not as done that they would be able to help you out now there are a couple places in the festival where I did ask for enhancements as it were a little more spicy mayo on the slider in Hawaii a little bit more spicy uh, chutney tomato chutney on the meatball in New Zealand I did go back um, the brisket and, and hops and barley in the American pavilion is uh, is really outstanding I did ask them today if they could give me a little bit more pimento cheese that's the first time they've ever declined so so it's a it's the american pavilion <laughs> it's the best thing they've ever served there and then they still have to piss you well, off they finally get good food and then they make you mad because they won't add well, a little well, bit i think you. i think the reason it is though doug is that it's it's served on a triangle of garlic uh texas toast and they put the uh pimento cheese on the texas toast and then they put the brisket on top of it and i think the heat of the brisket melts the cheese so I think what the cast member was thinking was, well, how am I going to do that? Because we've already, like, put the brisket on the Texas toast. So I didn't question them. Uh, one thing that I will recommend to people, though, it is a very good dish. It, the Texas toast is, a, you know, just sort of like a, uh, if you took a piece of Texas toast and cut it in an angle, it's just one triangle. But it's, it's a sizable piece. If you take some of the brisket, put it on the toast, and just sort of fold that triangle over and eat it like a sandwich, it's really outstanding. Okay. Good tip. That, it sounds really good, though. I mean, uh, so far, what have been the standouts that you've had so far? Uh, the brisket, um, you know, obviously the Kahlua pork slider, the lamb meatball, meatball always does well. Um, let's see. Uh, the, the braised beef in Belgium was nice it's the it's essentially the same braised beef john you i'm sure had it last year over the waffle uh-huh uh except now it's not over a waffle it's served with a gouda mashed potatoes um i actually like this preparation better than with the waffle uh belgium had some service issues uh when i was at that uh, marketplace hopefully have those ironed out they had a really <laughs> they were struggling with the timing with regard to uh, making waffles and uh, and then delivery of additional braised beef so <laughs> there was a big pile up of people at one point but what would you expect I mean it's the first couple of days of the festival I mean uh, you know they, they they probably have more than enough uh, you know kinks to iron out in uh, in their performance and, and I didn't really comment about it and what I published because even though I was a little bit frustrated by the lack of execution there and at Patagonia for instance uh, earlier in the day um, 
you know, I mean, I know it's it was day one. So, um, other standouts, uh, I did have uh, the uh, seared scallop. Uh, we were all a little sad that Scotland seared scallop uh, went away this year, but uh, uh, there, um, geez, I don't even remember the name of the marketplace, Wine and Dine, maybe. Uh, uh, it's um, over uh, in the pathway between Future World and World Showcase up by where the play playground usually is. Uh, they have the chocolate studio and they have the wine and dine studio and uh, wine and dine has a seared scallop, biggest scallop I've ever seen, probably best prepared. And it was served on, I think it's a celery puree. And that sounds really good. And, uh, and with roasted Brussels sprouts. So it was, uh, that, that was a, a pretty phenomenal dish. Uh, the uh, at Patagonia, the uh, salmon with the uh, quinoa salad. Guys, I bought the Ep Epcot Food and Food Festival cookbook this trip because it had the recipe in it for the quinoa salad. I swear I'm going to make that somehow because that stuff <laughs> is just phenomenal. Well, I you never... got before before I get there. If you when you get home, you got to take pictures of that recipe and send it to me. I can do that. So I can make that. Yeah, it, so I can make it. it it's it, it's it's outstanding. I mean, I just I, I can't speak highly enough about it. I <laughs> I bought a bag of quinoa that's still in my cupboard in uh, at home in Atlanta, uh, with the intent of trying to at least do something with it. And <laughs> <laughs> and it's still sitting in the cupboard. I never did anything. Well, now I'm going to try to make this stuff. <laughs> so Bob, how would that uh, scallop uh, compare to Scotland over the last couple of years? Would you say it was on par with or better than? M much better. Yes. Okay. Much much better. Much better because Dennis, the uh, the scallop was bigger, better prepared. And if you remember, the Scotland scallop was kind of in a bed of like um cream spinach yeah yeah basically cream spinach yeah and and you know i don't want to say that it made the scallop soggy but this was a a very well uh you know uh, prepared scallop that was on a plate just surrounded by the brussels it was sitting on the celery um puree but I, and if i didn't even know it was celery puree until i looked it up afterwards as to oh wow this is really good i wonder what it is <laughs> i don't even know how i can't even imagine how you make a celery puree puree i'm gonna have to figure it out but but it was good um awesome. let's see what else was a standout um you know the thing that freaked me out real quick bob was the pictures you sent it as the jamaican beef patties they look like two yellow balls of silly <laughs> Mary said Mary said they look like two eggs I brought that back first and she said what is that <laughs> I mean it looks like something's missing in the cardboard it looks like it looks like you got a kid playing with silly putty in a cardboard box it was basically a tasteless pastry type uh, <laughs> uh, coating around um, very well seasoned beef. I mean, if they if they had given me a plate of the seasoned beef, it, uh, it'd probably be uh, you know highly rated dish. I just I thought it was very tasty. She hated it. She said, "I don't even know why you would even like rate those in your top 20. <laughs> so I mean, they, they, the best thing I could see to do with them is if we all bought a bought two of them and had a, a fight with them, <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> run around a. 
Rosen run around, uh, what you call it? Around, uh, what you, uh, I can't even think. United Kingdom chasing each other <laughs> with these meatballs. These these egg balls. I mean, they. I don't even know if I can eat them, Bob. I give you kudos, kudos for even trying them thing. I mean, I never seen anything like it. It looks, it's the most unappetizing thing I think I've ever seen. Well, I mean, it, they, 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 in all truthful, truthfulness, they, they, they tasted pretty good. I mean, the, the, the whole issue was the presentation. I mean, when they handed mm-hmm. me the little cardboard bowl, I looked at him and I said, "What is this?" <laughs> They, they look like a yellow piece of pizza dough, maybe. Like, yeah. you know how when you're at a pizzeria and you see the pizza balls yeah. and they're getting ready to roll out the pie? Yeah. That's what they look like. Yeah, that, I mean, throw, not... throw some greenery in there. Put a piece yeah. of parsley, anything to, you know, jazz yeah. it up a bit. Even put well, down it, some, you know how when you have an Easter basket, maybe you put the fake grass down so, the bottom. When, 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 I go back, when I go back, Dennis, I'll tell them they need to change it up a little bit and put it on a bed of cilantro. There you go. Yeah. I would even go for that. <laughs> I would too. Maybe one leaf of lettuce, Dennis, like lay on the bottom, or go put a bird's nest down there. I don't know. But yeah, presentation. Yeah, the... presentation isn't always their strong suit. Some most Dude. of the time. I mean, I had the. Uh, um, you're gonna. You guys are gonna hate this, but but I actually thought that it was pretty darn good. Uh, the lamb stew in Scotland uh, basically had a scoop of neeps and a scoop of potatoes. Uh, which is, I think, like, I don't know, well, neeps and tatties. It's potatoes, and I can't remember what the neeps were. I think it was like rutabaga or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, had the lamb stew between it, and then they put little pearl onions on top. It was really, really good. The lamb was very tender. Um, I, I told uh, Mary that, that, you know, when it comes down to uh, lamb, I like the meatball. Um, I, I, I'm okay with the grilled lamb chop that she loves so much. But I, I guess having it in a stew where it kind of gets cooked down and made more tender um, was uh, is another is another good way to enjoy it. Uh, I know you guys, that's not your thing, but at the end of the day, yeah, it is. Um, it it is. was yeah. Well, for you, I would recommend <laughs> I'd recommend having it. And if you do have it, John, you're gonna love this. So I don't remember the exact name of it off the top of my head, but they have an innocent gun uh, cask like whiskey beer. Yes, the yes, dark yes. beer. You've had it before. Uh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, so I, I have to tell you, I enjoyed some of that with the lamb stew. It went really, went really well. That, that might. That sounds like that might be my first stop. Yeah, so, <laughs> real good. See, I'll get the beer. Yeah. See, that'll be my first stop. See, I heard you love the spicy uh, chicken over at China. No, Club. I did not. <laughs> no, I. You know, I mean, if you're gonna have something like that. I, you know, and, and I guess when I go into the festival, you know, I, I certainly do have like some type of uh, expectation in my head. And with that one, I, I just expected more than, I mean, if you think about it, if you go to a Chinese restaurant and you order uh, like a sweet and sour chicken or a Szechuan chicken or a Kung Pao chicken, you know, there's definitely, there's like a little bit of a sauce that comes with it, even if you don't have like rice or anything like that. But I would have thought that they would have supplied some something with it other than just five or six pieces of Sichuan, deep-fried Sichuan chicken in a cardboard plate. I, it, no, deep-fried, I'll be passing right by it because it's, it's wasted calories for well, me. Well, and your wife would, like, pull your ear off if you tried anyway. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of things on this menu to... <laughs> 
She'd probably pull well, my ear off. I mean, you're not going to be having spicy or the uh, uh, hummus fries in Mar- Morocco either because they're deep fried. And I guess I, I, I went into that thinking like French fries. They were going to be like skinny French fries. I, I haven't published that picture yet. It'll come out tomorrow. But it was take a look at it when you see it. It was completely not what I expected. It actually was tasty, but it was definitely not what I expected. Um, other uh, dishes that were a little bit disappointing this year, and at this point I can't remember what I've published or what I haven't. I mean, they're kind of all, all on auto-publish now. Um, uh, the uh, butter chicken in Africa was a disappointment. Oh. Um, and uh, it just, I, I don't know... I can't really you give it another try. I, you know, I thought to do that and I finally decided that I, I, I think I, it, you know, I was able to formulate an opinion uh, with the first try. It just, it seemed to lack some flavor this year. Mm. And, uh, and I was just a bit disappointed. The other thing I was disappointed in was uh, two years ago, um, the crispy pork belly in Brazil was served from out under uh, heat lamps, and I hated it. Last year, I don't blame Last you. year they went back to um, uh, the, the serving it fresh, and it was phenomenal. Finished number two on my final list. This year, I walked up and we're under the heat lamps again. Why would they do such Just a thing? Because of crowd they get ahead of the crowd they put on i mean there were some booths i walked up to they had nothing they would just like prepare it and then hand it to you i went up to some booths and they had like five or six servings sitting under heat lamps waiting for somebody to show up see i think that should be against the law at a food and wine festival i could see it at the food court but at the food and wine festival you should never get anything under heat lamp it's supposed to be all of the whole name of the this the 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 event is Food and wine. Now, it's supposed to be good. It's not supposed to be under a heat lamp, in my opinion. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I mean, I've seen them sometimes, not sometimes. I mean, they do come from the central kitchen uh, backstage. You'll see them wheel out, you know, uh, large trays of whatever happens to be served at a particular marketplace. So sometimes they're par-cooked, if you will, or at least started and then finished up at the marketplaces. But, I mean, some things that are, um, you know, easily cooked, like shrimp and stuff like that, yeah, there's no reason for that to be under a heat lamp. I mean, how long does it take a shrimp to cook on a, a grill or, or something like that? I mean, a minute on each side, minutes. yeah, a couple yeah. minutes at top. So, yeah, there is no excuse. But, it, you know, to me, it, it all depends on what the item is. Some things in volume, like Bob was saying, you just can't... Uh, can't produce that mass amount of food in a short period of time so they you know take the easy way out and do the heat lamp thing not justifying it but i'm just saying that's that's the rationale and the other thing i'll also point out point out is is i i feel like i saw a lot a lot more this year of food that had been prepared in the central kitchen and then brought out to the marketplaces i mean you talked about this with me when we were together Geez, I don't remember when it was, Dennis. Food and Garden, Food and Wine last year. Yeah. Um, at the Italy uh, marketplace, uh, which, by the way, I actually did go to, even though it wasn't on my <laughs> oh, good Even for though you. it wasn't on my list. Uh, but the reason I did was because there were some things that were on my top 20 that were just disappointing enough that, and I'll, I'll want to get to the most disappointing one in a minute, but 
but there were some things on my list that were disappointing enough that I was searching for new candidates to fill out uh, my final top 20. And, and I tasted both of the dishes in Italy, but I could tell both of them were prepared in the central kitchen and then brought out and then kept in what looked like, you know, it looks like a refrigerator, but it's basically kind of uh, a heater or a, like a like a refrigerator oven if if you will yeah, i know exactly uh, that was, what you mean that was keeping everything hot they had a uh, tuscan style stew which was uh, a beef stew that, with a polenta cake in it uh just sort of a small piece of polenta uh deep fried polenta that was it was outstanding i i it wasn't in my original top 20 the reason it wasn't was because I knew I was going to try the lamb stew. I figured one stew was enough, but it was excellent. And then I got chicken parmesan with ziti, um, and I was shocked. Do you remember, Dennis, when we were there, I think we got a chicken dish at Italy, and it was a small chicken tenderloin? Yes, yes. This was a full piece of chicken breast. Nice big portion size, which is something I should comment on, and that is that I, I've made the comment on my site a couple times. The portion sizes this year have, in some places, just been mind-blowing. Um, I, 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 the first thing I brought back that was huge was the macaroni and cheese, the uh, bacon-loaded macaroni and cheese from Farm Fresh. I took it to the table, I showed it to my wife, and we had some friends with us that were helping us eat all this food um but we looked they, they pretty much filled a little cardboard container up to the top wow. and i said holy smokes if this is going to be the portion size this year <laughs> we're all going to walk away 25 pounds heavier but but you know it'll be interesting to see the lamb stew at scotland that portion size was big the chicken parmesan at italy that portion size was big i mean uh, the brisket in america was big um, it'll be interesting to see if the salmon looked really big too. It, the piece of salmon, and oddly enough, I think the salmon is just a little bit smaller than it's been in past years. See, that would be plenty big for me. Yeah. That's like a perfect size for me, kids. That, that's the dish you should probably go for first because it's the it's the salmon, and you'll love that quinoa salad. And I'll get my brownie points, honey. <laughs> let's go get the salmon. Yeah, exactly. So, so here's the biggest disappointment of the festival before before we uh, close out, and that is, I hate to admit it, I'm a huge fan of Michael Simon. The chew fell flat again. Oh, jeez. So the grilled beef skewer, um, I think that's going to publish tomorrow on allinwdw.com. Looked beautiful when presented. The best part of the dish was the little pieces of feta cheese. <laughs> oh, that's sad. The, I thought you were uh, going to say the stick. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you something. The beef uh, was darn hard to get off that stick. Let me tell you. <laughs> but uh, shot on goal score for yeah. Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. The pieces of beef that I could chew, no pun intended. Uh, were over, way overdone, and it was difficult to get the beef off the skewer. Um, most of the beef was, uh, uh, at least the serving I got, and that's all I can go on, uh, full of fat and gristle. Ugh. Uh, that's just wrong, especially when uh, 
I mean, not being smart, I mean, they're supposed to be the center point, the center point of the whole, the centerpiece of the whole show now with, with them being a part of ABC, part of the family. They teach you how to cook, and then they're going to serve that well, meat. I mean, but if you keep in mind, they've written a recipe that may even taught them how to cook it, but out in a marketplace environment, uh, people that, you know, are, I mean, a lot of these people are like, um, you know, uh, they work in culinary at Disney, I believe, but not necessarily at very high levels. Uh, you know, they're doing the best that they can, but are they going to really be able, be talented enough to present it the way that someone like Michael Simon would? Probably not. So, But it shouldn't go out. With, if you're telling me it tastes like eating your shoe, then it shouldn't be served as far as representing the chew is what oh no i is. agree with that and uh i have to be honest with you like i said there were several items in my top 20 that are going to get the boot out of my top 20 in favor of some of the other things that i've had that were offlet and uh those skewers are going now bob did you have the other skewer that they're offering at the festival yet yes so we had the uh skewer from argentina uh patagonia and uh it was, you know, that dish is a real mixed bag. Uh, you know, some years it's good, some years it's a little bit overcooked. Uh, this year, for me, the serving I got, and again, it's just the serving I got, doesn't mean that it's going to be the same through the festival. In fact, I'd still recommend getting this one. Um, it, it was overcooked. Now, the, as far, uh, I'm sorry, Bob, but as far as size in comparison to the Chew's version, was it similar or, or totally different? Or... I, totally different because the one at Patagonia is more like a piece of like a thin piece of flank steak it, it just sort of the skewer is sort of like it's like a long piece of beef and they just skewer through the piece of beef you know sort of like almost like an accordion yep. the juice beef skewer were three pieces of they, uh, the, this, let's put it this way. Do you remember the? We've talked a number of times about Spice Road Table had that grilled beef skewer with like the cubes yes, of I beef do. on the skewer. Correct. It, but it looks like that, <laughs> except, except, except that it's probably like a billion percent worse. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So more like a kebab than a skewer. Exactly. Yeah, that's they, it. good. They All put right. the cheapest good piece of meat on it, apparently. The thing that I've been looking at, Bob, that looks really good, I want to know what you thought of it. Uh, what did you think of the whiskey soak cake, this, this cake in Scotland? Did you enjoy that? What, did we lose, Bobby? Oh, I'm sorry. So we did have the whiskey soak cake. What time is it? It should have published at 6 o'clock. Yeah, okay, no, I thought no, I'm here. Minute. Sorry, buddy. Uh, so so um, I think I just published on yeah, the I site. seen the picture. I just wanted no, to know I'm how here. you enjoyed that. It looks very good. Not what I expected, but yes, it was very good. Uh, Mary and myself and a friend of ours actually uh, shared that. And, and I had like uh, one, two spoonfuls of it. Um, for As desserts go, it uh, wasn't what I expected. I guess expecting a piece of cake on a plate that had been soaked in whiskey. <laughs> but uh, uh, but it was it was very good. Mary said she reminded her much more of a trifle. Yeah, it does look more like that. It, lo it looks like... A it looks like they took all the components of the cake, put it in. A, how do they put it? Decomposed whiskey cake is what it was basically. They put all the ingredients in the cake, but then mix it all together is basically what it looks like to me. I mean, it looks good, but you know what I mean? Yeah, they call that like decomposed. Yeah, you could you could go that way. I mean, you know, it wasn't. You know, I'm sure that it was some ways whiskey, so you couldn't like taste any. John's out there, aren't you, John? Whiskey taste. 
No, I'm no, just kidding. No. If, if, it has, if you can't taste the oh. whiskey, you're not even going to waste your time on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks yeah. not your cake, so, yeah. you know. But, no, it looks kind of like a parfait. Uh, that's yeah, what it, it does look like a parfait. Now, was there any uh, any beers, any wine, any, anything you drank that you really loved? The the only thing that I really sampled was the Innocent Gun at Scotland. Um, it's a dark beer. Uh, you can definitely taste the hints of whiskey in um, it. It's really good beer. I mean, they you know of course you get for like three seventy five the you know that small plastic cup. Um, I kind of got around that rule when I was two, but <laughs> but, uh, but uh, um, it, it's it's very good beer. That's really the only thing I had by way of uh, beverages other than water. Hydrate everybody. It's hot like a furnace down here. But um, you know, other than that, it was just mainly about food. We only had the one dessert, the whiskey soaked cake. Um, it, more than I had anticipated having, uh, which is yes. good and bad. Uh, not good for my uh, diet, bad, uh, my butt, but good for uh, trying. At least they make you things, walk so. from booth to booth. At least you get some some exercise going from one oh. to the other. God. I use a pedometer and I've done over eight miles the last day. How many eight steps are you doing, miles. Bob? Uh, down here the last couple of days. Up with John, 20, I was doing that union job I was telling you guys about. I was averaging 22,000 yeah. steps a day on the job. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that's yes, miles, that's what dude. I was doing in that. We were doing those forms. I was averaging 22,000 steps a day. Well, that's yes, that's why I got this awesome figure. I'll lose it soon. I know it. Now, now what's what do you got planned for the next few days? You're going to be down in a couple more days. You got any, uh, you got a game plan? Uh, next couple days kind of going to be Mrs. All in WDW time. Uh, we, I spent the last two days at, um, uh, yesterday with her and some friends. Today I ran around a little bit on my own. I think I've gotten everything I needed to get by way of pictures. Those will keep publishing through Saturday. Um, I'll get back to Atlanta next week and then I'll formulate what the final top 20 recommendations will be um, and and then crown the 2016 All in BDW quote unquote now champion. Did you uh, get to do Forever After or Soar or anything like that? Did you get on any rides at all? No, no, it was kind of all food and wine. Next couple of days, we're going to just kick back, relax. She's going to call the shots on what it is we're going to be doing. We'll just have to, uh, we'll have, we'll have to see what she's got in mind for me. I, it's one of those things where um, I'm not going to have much oh, of a choice. Oh, you're so. at Disney World. It isn't but, anything ain't going to be a bad choice. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun things to do. When I was over at Epcot, we hung around the um, beach and yacht club for most of the morning uh, into, you know, early afternoon. And she was very happy. Uh, when I met up with her, she was sitting in cruise cup. They had a, you know, a Sam Adams Oktoberfest, I think, and uh, one of her favorite beers. And uh, and she, uh, and something for lunch. And meanwhile, I had been over at the festival eating way too much for lunch. <laughs> Bob, Bob, what would you say the... Uh... What was the crowds like? Are you, do you, you feel a buzz this year, or is both uh, the same? What, what's the la Dennis, great question. Last two days, moving that plate. Hmm. I, 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 yeah, I'd love to hear what you what you run into early next week, John, because yesterday and today, I, I, piles of people, longest line stand, stood in and find. In fact, what I would recommend, you know how usually you recommend get there at 11 a.m. so that you can hit the booths right at opening bell? In right. this case, 
what I found this morning was it would be better if you wait till it could, you know, be lingering in the vicinity, but wait until like 11.15, 11.20, and let the first rush get out of your way, and then the lines are a little shorter. Wow. Bob, uh, have you noticed, uh, I hate to be the, the cheapskate in the group, but have you noticed uh, significant price changes on any of the items that you consistently get? Not really. I mean, um, maybe quarter kinda, fifty cents. That's about it. Huh? Yeah, probably about that much. I think the Lacellier beef was seven seventy five. I don't remember what it was last year. I didn't think it was over eight thousand. They didn't breach oh. that border this year. I I, I kind of wonder if they're getting their uh, they're getting their uh, uh, you know their cost savings more in some of the more marquee things, leaving the price well, the same. Just to make people feel better, time. I bought my brother lunch at Wendy's today because he helped me build this garage. We got a large a mango iced tea, a large Coke, two uh, chicken sandwiches, and two fries. What do you guys think it cost me? No, try, try $18.75. So, it not feel too bad. I could have got him, we could have got, each got a Canadian Molson and a filet of beef from Canada <laughs> for the price that I paid to eat at Wendy's today. So, Doug, don't you know about that 99 cent menu? I mean, no. come on. <laughs> if you knew my brother, that, that crispy chicken sandwich, I know that menu. I eat it myself, but I got him the grilled chicken sandwich because he needs to cut the weight. So the grilled chicken sandwich <laughs> and and the 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 meal uh, was 7.79 a piece. But then we he had to have the large mango, a large, a large mango ice is four dollars. Yeah, Wait, so, uh, I mean, I, I complain, <laughs> and I do about the and all, too, but when you start buying stuff out in the real world, too, it isn't cheap either. <laughs> so, You know, I can get that innocent gun for three seventy five. I'll take that overall. Exactly, that's what I'm anything. saying, Bob. So you really need to get wrong with that, that Scotland. I, no, I, I hear you. There's nothing that's cheap down here. You guys asked me if there was any no. big price increases. I just didn't. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, as I thought about it, my answer when I was answering it, I've made the comment a couple times that some of the portion sizes are really big, and then it, it occurred to me, yeah, they were really big, but they were really big on things that probably are low cost mm -hmm. to make. Like pasta. The, yeah, <laughs> pasta, macaroni and cheese, uh, the, the lamb stew in Scotland. Um, you know, those are probably low-cost, high-volume uh, recipes, and so it makes sense, hey, you know, encourage people to buy these. We'll give them a little bit healthier portion, but when you go over to buy a piece of filet in Canada or a piece of salmon at Patagonia, we're going to give you a smaller I get, smaller. I could see serving. myself getting the, the mac and cheese, like you said, and then go over right away and grab the filet at Canada, grab a Canadian Molson. I'm full. That's a nice entree. <laughs> if you combine them all together... I, I'll tell you that mac and cheese. Yeah. I think it could be yeah, so much Yeah, it probably better. could be. I mean, the bacon is the bacon really makes it. The the Lucy's uh, pepper bacon really makes the dish. The pasta just is so ordinary, and it's not. It's you know when I have a mac and cheese, I want to be able to at least taste the some of the cheese. The mac and cheese is better over a taste track. Mm, it is, could isn't be. it, John? That's good over there, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, they have cheese over out. taste track, and they have the uh, tomato soup too. Yeah, yeah. Usually we yeah. just get tomato soup and no, the grilled no. cheese, but yeah, the I know the the noodle gratin in Germany. You know, Summerfest is our favorite. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take that. Yeah, go you get the Lasalle filet and go get the noodle gratin. You'll be stuffed. So we're Sounds looking good. forward to uh, hearing the rest of your trip, Bob. We're following along with you on its LVDW. 
Thank you very much. Um, be back next week and formulate the final top 20, kick a couple items off my pre-festival list and uh, add a couple new ones in uh, based on what I tasted the last couple days. Uh, we just encourage, you know, you guys, thanks for all your support, following my uh, posts and tweets, etc., and sharing them. I really do appreciate yeah. that. And I uh, would encourage your listeners to stop over to uh, allinwdw.com Follow the photos and uh, follow the festival well, fun I know games. me and Dan, uh, Danny's definitely going down next month. Johnny's going down and uh, next week. So ho- and hopefully I am too next month. And we'll follow along. I, I can't wait to see your 20, top 20 list so then I can try most of them. And see if I agree with you or not. If I, and if you're wrong, I'm going to be mad. Do, do I have to check with Mrs. Main Street first before I No, you it? don't. Okay, because I thought maybe she would want certain things not to be. <laughs> no, no, she just loves me. I, she lets me eat when we're in Disney World. She lets me eat what I want when I'm down there. Then when I come home, I pay the price. Bob, I think <laughs> me and you need to together and make up the, the top 20 worst things for Doug to eat and then get out of the Oh, you know, that's a great idea. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, sure no, would. See, my... <laughs> Anything de- so we know anything deep fried first. That's got to be exactly. See, my baby loves me because both my parents said could just heart failure. So she's trying to keep me around. Now you guys are trying to off me. I see how you are. <laughs> I see you are. So, but then you have any more questions for Bob? No, I think we he did a good job covering uh, the first couple days of the festival and hit some of the highlights. Unfortunately, some of the lights too, but uh, it's helpful to all of us that are going to be going down and uh, trying some of this stuff to hopefully uh, stay clear some of them items and uh, enjoy what was good. But like we always say, everybody's palate's different, and just because he likes something doesn't mean we won't and vice versa. But it's great talking about this, and it's a fun time of year to... You know, especially if you're traveling down to Disney World to be talking about this stuff because it's an awesome, awesome Well, festival. I know I'm looking forward to grabbing a scallop on my way to Soren. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got to fe- get my feet on as I'm walking over to the ride. So, But you did a great job, Bob. I really, We really appreciate you coming on. Everybody go over to It's All in WDW on Twitter and on Facebook and on his website. You can find them on all three just punch in it's all in wdw and you'll find them one way shape or form right bob and we're looking forward to uh reading the rest of your post and you guys have a great week talk to you guys later thanks well guys that's going to be it me and den's going to hop off our stools pay our tab and get on out of here this show is brought to you by our fine sponsors, American Tourist Travel. For all your travel needs, contact American Tourist Travel at 856-227-9200. If you need a nice home in the central Florida area to go visit Disney, Universal, or any of the fine amusement parks and you want to stay outside the parks, contact the Elite Vacation Homes at 888-510-6679. They have a home to fit any size family. If you need a scooter in the Central Florida area, contact Scooter Vacations at 855-939-7266. And if you want to rent a vacation club on Disney property, contact David's Vacation Club Rentals at 800-610-5791. And you can also find all of our fine sponsors at our website at www.magicalmainstreetmemories.com. And please, guys, go give us a review over on iTunes. That's going to be it. Thanks again, and thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Next time. Bye-bye.